It's Manson Mitchell on the weekend with Gary Manson, Suzanne Mitchell. A double shot of good conversation with great guests to power up your day. Manson Mitchell, you're on the air. A happy Saturday to everyone. My name is Matt Shea, and I am filling in for Gary Manson, Suzanne Mitchell. The Manson Mitchell team are on the road today, but they are listening, and the Manson Mitchell show is here live and well. We also want to wish everyone happy holidays and a Merry Christmas. And equally important, I've got to say hello to my man who takes good care of me, my good hands man. You're that Allstate guy, Nathan Miller, our producer. Good morning, Matt, and happy Eve weekend of Christmas Eve to you. Isn't it beautiful out there? Only one more week to go. I mean, it's going to get beautiful. A little bit of patchy fog out there, but hey, you know, that burns off in the afternoon. And once that gets out of the way, we have beautiful views and mountains with snow caps and hills and trees and many more sights to see coming up on the show, which we'll hear about. Oh, yes. I have been taking advantage of every Christmas display imaginable, even early this morning. My friend Nathan, my friend Eugene Barnes, who is with us, has got quite a story for us. We are going to be talking about the lights of Christmas at Warren Beach Conference Center, and this is just amazing. And so I'd like to introduce him right now. Uh, (laughs) Eugene, Eugene Barnes, it is our understanding that is the 25th anniversary of this spectacle that we have at Warm Beach. But you have not only been there for all 25 years, you have lived there for about 30. Please tell us about yourself and what it's like to live out there year-round. Absolutely. Thank you, Matt. Um, Yeah, so I've been at Warm Beach Camp now for 30 years. I started 30 years ago as a horsemanship director and uh, it was my wife and uh, two daughters and I moved from Steamboat Springs, Colorado out to uh, Stanwood, Washington to become part of the, we call it the Warm Beach Camp family. And it's just been a wonderful place to, uh, to live and to work. And uh, we've had the privilege of uh, raising five kids um, there at Warm Beach Camp and Conference Center. I've driven through that conference center many times and I just love it there. There's half of me that wants to pack up and move in there right now. You have an amazing display. It's called the Lights of Christmas at Warren Beach Camp and Conference Center. And among other things, you have over one million light bulbs. And through the years, it keeps getting bigger, better, and more popular. When I do these shows and I'm out of the field, people will talk about their favorite displays. And if they don't mention the lights of Christmas first, they'll say, by the way, do you know that fantastic display at Warren Beach? They call it the lights of Christmas. The whole area is talking about your place. Could you please tell us about the history of it, how it all got started? Absolutely. So this is our 25th anniversary this year, and it all started in 1996. One of our uh, board members, um, he had a business in um, Tennessee, and Nashville area actually, and they did a thing back there called Christmas in the Park. And so he invited a handful of our um, Warm Beach Camp staff members to, uh, to fly down to Nashville and to see this in action. At the time, we were really, really slow and not doing much of anything in the month of December. And uh, so this board member says, you know, we need to duplicate something like this up here in the, in the Stanwood, Washington area. So the members flew back, got to see Christmas in the park in the action, and they were busy taking notes, 
and uh, just saying, yeah, we can, we could do this, we could do that on our uh, beautiful um, 260-acre um, complex there, known as Warm Beach Camp and Conference Center. So the next year, 12 months later, we opened up our first year of the Lights of Christmas. Uh, it was open for 10 nights the first year. Uh, the goal was to have 10,000 people come through, and we actually ended up with 20,000 people coming through. And it's just grown and become more and more uh, spectacular and beautiful over the last 25 years. We were talking over breakfast this morning, discussing the fabulous display you have. You have well over 1 million lights, and each light bulb represents something to you. Please share that with us. It does. We estimate we have 1.2 million lights total. Uh, it's fun when the kids ask us how many lights we have, and I like to always ask them to, uh, you know, we haven't done an official count this year, so do me a favor, count them as you drive by and, uh, and get back <laughs> to me on your official count. And uh, so far, none of them have gotten back to me with an official count, but we estimate about 1.2 million lights out there. And uh, to me, the most amazing thing is, is just the other day, I realized that we've had over 1.2 million people come through the lights of Christmas over the last 25 years. So basically, every single light bulb you see represents somebody that's had an opportunity to come out and enjoy the beautiful displays. Before we go any further, I better give an address. Here we go. 20800 Marine Drive, Stanwood, Washington, 98292. Now, through the years, this is something I get a kick out of because I'm equally guilty. You have watched families go through on more, more than one time, several times a week. But you have also watched those little children grow up, and now they are the parents driving their children. This is quite a tradition. It really is. And uh, I, I hear it all the time that somebody will uh, drive by, will get a chance to visit a little bit, and they explain to me that they remember coming through here as a child, and, and once again, now they're driving through as an adult with children in their backseat. And it's just amazing the just longevity of it and uh, how many folks have come through. It, it's also amazing to me how many folks will actually come through multiple times throughout the month of December. They just can't get enough. They'll come through, especially the first-timers. They'll drive through, and uh, two or three nights later, they'll mention that, hey, we're back again. And some families will do this once a week all throughout the month of December. They just can't get enough. Well, if you, memory serves me correct, I believe I've, you've seen me go through it twice this year. Exactly. Now, I'd like to point something out. I, it was a godsend meeting you and knowing about the Warm Beach Lights of Christmas. But the first time I went through it last year, and you gave me free reign because you weren't open yet, but yes, a guy like me could walk through it. You gave me the tour. There is something illuminated, something acrylic about these displays. And where I'm going with this is that it is a magnificent show in the daylight hours as well. It is beautiful. Twice I had been through there taking my time. Then, of course, the other night we saw in all of its glory illuminated at night. But there is really something about daytime and what you see that you don't quite catch at night, and I would say vice versa. Yes, and uh, you know, this is uh, close to my um, 500th night tonight um, that I've participated in the Lights of Christmas one way or the other, and I never get tired of it. And, uh, and I too enjoy going through in the daytime 
and just seeing all the beautiful um, artwork as well as just all the work that I know has gone in behind the scenes to make all this happen. Unfortunately, we're not open during the daytime, but uh, we, uh, we, we wait until we're open at night so you get to see the full effects of the, the sights and sounds and the smells and, of course, the taste of those great mini donuts and uh, kettle corn. Now, the Warm Beach Camp and Conference Center, yes, we have the Christmas display. You wear some other hats. Uh, share us with some of the other things you do. I know you know quite a bit about riding horses. I do. I, I started out as a horsemanship director 30 years ago. That's what brought me to Warm Beach Camp. And then I did that for about seven years. Actually, I guess it was nine years. And then I moved into director of guest services. And then in the last three years, I've been the general manager. So I've had the privilege of just overseeing all the different departments that work so hard to uh, not only make the Lights Christmas happen, but also the rest of the year. We are a uh, Christian camp and conference center, so we have uh, literally hundreds of different partners that come in and use our facilities. We are uh, very involved with the public and private schools that come in to do their outdoor education programs and their sports camps and their music camps. Uh, we partner with uh, tons of different churches that come in and do their various events, as well as many other nonprofit organizations that uh, partner with the Warm Beach Camp and Conference Center to pull off their beautiful events. There's more to it than that. The Barnes family has had years where all seven members were part of the show. Tell us about that. You bet. So um, when, we, when my wife and I, Holly, we first moved here, we had uh, two girls ages two and four when we first moved to Warm Beach Camp. And then um, after a number of years, we, uh, we adopted three more um, kids that were in foster care, siblings. And so we have a, uh, five beautiful children. And uh, over the years, all seven of us have uh, worked at the Lights of Christmas as well as other parts of the camp, uh, whether it be in a paid position or volunteer position. It's just a wonderful opportunity for the whole family to, uh, to join in there. And kind of along that same line, we actually have a lot of volunteers that help out for Lights of Christmas. It takes about um, 60 staff and volunteers every night to, uh, to get everything up and running. And uh, then we also, so we use a lot of volunteers on that. We also use a lot of volunteers the rest of the year uh, to help us out. In fact, uh, I believe that uh, we're close to 20,000 volunteer hours a year um, just to keep everything up and running. So we, we love our volunteers and our volunteers love helping out both the Lights of Christmas as well as other aspects of the camp and conference. That spirit really shows. When we entered the other night for the nighttime display, Everybody was as happy as they could be. They were as jubilant as the children and the cars were, the ones who wanted to see it again because they were well aware of what you have there. And so upon entering, I'm meeting the most wonderful people, hospital, the red carpet treatment, everything. And as we approach the lanes where cars wait, because you have it timed accordingly based on what your schedule is, the first thing I really noticed was I saw galloping reindeer in the sky pulling a sleigh with Santa in it. And then immediately there was a sign letting people that it's utmost important to tune your radio to 101.9. Why is that? Absolutely. So a couple years ago when we started doing the drive-through, we uh, set up a, our own little FM radio station and it's, it's hosted by Bruce the Spruce the Talking Christmas Tree. Everybody loves Bruce the Spruce. Um, Bruce the Spruce is actually uh, one of our board members. 
that uh, has grown up at camp, and uh, he actually uh, works for the um, Snohomish County Sheriff's Department when he's not playing Bruce the Spruce. And uh, he's got some really corny jokes that he likes to tell as, we, uh, as you go along. And so when you tune in that radio station, you get to hear some beautiful Christmas music interlaced with Bruce the Spruce jokes, as well as more information about the whole event itself. So it's a lot of fun to be able to tune that up in your car and just listen along as you drive through. We loved it. And at times, you would hear verses from a classic movie about a Christmas story about Scrooge, famous lines from the great actors who go back a century ago. That radio station's festive. The music is fun. And Bruce Spruce, my God, I felt adopted. We loved him. Once we were uh, signaled to go, it was our turn. The first thing we approached was this amazing tunnel. It's like a kaleidoscope. It seemed a telescope in and out. Sometimes it would go completely dark, and now you see all the many lights around you. Then it would come back on, the colors of it ever-changing. Tell us about that tunnel. You bet. So when we used to do the walkthrough event, we made quite a few tunnels that people would walk through, and they were very popular for selfie photos and stuff like that. Then we changed over to the drive-through. We realized we needed to make things big enough for cars, and so we we came up with that tunnel. We have one full-time um, staff member that his full-time job is just to come up with different um, new technologies to keep the lights Christmas fresh and so he came up with that and put it all together um, ironically enough um, when we were building the tunnel we had a big windstorm and it totally destroyed the tunnel Ooh. and uh, so we had we had five days to go before opening night and uh, the crew went out there rebuilt the tunnel made it stronger and uh, better than ever and uh, it's just a real fun to watch the cars drive through there, and especially the kids, no matter what age, whether they're two years old or 80 years old, they just love those lights. There is so much excitement and suspense because you look beyond the tunnel and you see that city and the forest full of the many lights, and you just want to get through it, but going through it, it's so much fun, so beautiful at that. It just really vamps up that energy. Now, what I liked is that you kind of had a fork in the road once you exit that tunnel, and you don't want to go through that tunnel fast because it's such a joy going through it. If you veer to the left, you have options. You have kettle corn. You have donuts. You have quite a variety. Tell us about that. So we're actually become very, very famous for our mini donuts. And uh, we have several of the donut machines. We make the donuts ourselves right on site. And uh, we make them every evening, so we're serving them nice and fresh. Uh, Last year, we sold just over 20,000 bags of donuts. And uh, I I should have brought the statistics with me, but it was over a ton of donut mix that we went through last year. And, uh, but yeah, so you get a chance to buy the, the mini donuts that are fresh. We also have good friends that come out every year with Pioneer Popcorn, they make fresh kettle corn, and we make that available as well. We bought what we thought was the small size of the kettle corn. (laughs) I was eating it throughout the trip, and I believe we still have half a bag at home. (laughs) You give generous portions, and my gosh, as far as I'm concerned, you're practically giving it away. It's just delicious there. Now, Here's my favorite part of the park that you have. 
Just beyond that, we see the meaning of Christmas. We have the nativity scene. And if it went no further, that by itself is plenty. It's everything. It's more than enough, even though it's just the beginning. Tell us about that nativity scene. So the nativity scene is really our focal point. That's the reason that we do the lights of Christmas. And uh, every year we just try to make it just bigger, brighter. It's a, it's a larger than life nativity scene. And um, it's just, it, every time I go by, I'm just awestruck by the presence of it. And there's some beautiful um, music in the background. We've had a lot of uh, donors just help to uh, help sponsor that over the years and uh, just make it bigger and better every year. It is the desert during the winter time, and Renee caught me. She was riding with me. I had some tears coming out of my eye. When I saw that star, I know what it means. When I saw a crib, when I saw camels, three wise men carrying gifts, I know that story very well. That's why we're here. It's why we're doing it. And again, it is just so magnificent, and it covers quite a large territory. You could really... Take your time taking it in. That was probably the slowest part of the line, even though the whole trail is magnificent. Now, after we went through there, I took a look to the right, and I felt like I was in a waterway. And the reason why is I saw what kind of looked to be like dockside shops. I saw tea by the sea. I saw Evie's Boutique an aquarium, a church, boat repair, Captain Jack's Emporium, Spears Cozy Cafe. And then rolling in as a blanket of fog. And I thought, now how is that going to happen? We're here in the woods. We're under the stars. Fog is going to... I hear a loud foghorn blasting. And I look ahead, and sure enough, it is a lighthouse. Then we are moving slowly, and so to the left, there is a rowboat approaching us, beautifully illuminated with Christmas lights, passing us. And then we see three little wells together in a line that are spouting water. And then here it comes. Out of the fog is this crystal ship. It is incredible. It's a sailing ship from probably the 1700s. To the right, we see dolphins. We see a well. In this fog, we're making ourselves through the waterway. Tell us about this exhibit. So one of our goals as uh, families drive through the lights of Christmas is to get so immersed in it that they totally forget they're in a car. And uh, this is one of those, one of my favorite displays as well. It's just so easy to get drawn into it. And uh, so one of our goals is to keep technology uh, in the forefront as we put everything together for Lights Christmas. And so this year, the new sound effects, the fog, uh, that, that's all new this year. We want to keep adding more and more into that. And then that crystal ship that you're talking about, there's actually 60,000 or more than 60,000 lights that make up just that one ship. Amazing. Because you see it approaching you as you're slowly going down the path, but then you pass it. It's going the opposite way, and it's just from stem to stern, beautiful. And the fog, it's just incredible. The foghorn, everything, the sea life, the wells, the dolphins, unbelievable. As we finally made it out of the fog, 
we see a bridge, and then we see a beautiful, kind of like playing blocks. Kids have alphabetical ones, building blocks. The word believe with a magnificent illuminated city with it. Tell us about that. Yes, so um, once again, we just try to get different um, perspectives of the um, different characters and different ways to to display stuff. And uh, we have some really creative um, individuals that help us in this design. And one in particular has been with us since day one, Lori. She's kind of our artistic designer, and she came up with those those blocks. And um, she's just amazing to be able to think of, you know, through different ways of uh, making displays so that they, you know, become magical. When we approached it, it resembled a little bit like the Emerald City on Wizard of Oz first seeing it. And of course, it wasn't emerald green, but there is some green at it. But it was that type of thing, breathtaking, out the middle of the nowhere, there it is. Incredible. And then, when we went a little further, we saw a cabin and we recognized the occupants, and next to it was a mailbox. Eugene, what was I looking at? You were looking at Santa's cabin, and so Santa and Mrs. Claus sit out there on majority of the nights, and they greet the kids, once again, kids of all ages when they go through. And uh, right after Santa's uh, cabin there is that Santa's mailbox. We encourage folks to, uh, to write a letter to Santa ahead of time, and they can drop it in that box. And uh, we, just, we literally get hundreds and hundreds of letters for Santa. Uh, they get dropped off there every single night. And Mr. and Mrs. Claus are known to roam the area, and among other things, going to Santa's Village, which is coming up, or, as the sign says, they were feeding the reindeer. And when they're not there, Rudolph and his friends are taking over. Shortly past that, I could not believe this. You know how we children are. We all have a kid in us. And when it's ready to snow, we're anticipating. And then you get one or two large drops. And like in peanuts, you try to catch them with your tongue. You're big enough, slow enough. It began to snow. And how I learned that is that it was falling inside my car, on the dashboard, on my hands, but it was multicolored. Yes, this is one of the kids' favorite displays. I spent a lot of my time out in the concessions area, and uh, I love talking to the kids when their windows roll down. It's really fun, too, because we see a lot of the kids will actually be standing up in the car, especially if they have a, a moonroof or a sunroof, and they'll be standing up, and they get to look out the windows that way. And I always tell the kids, I says, now be prepared because about halfway through this event, it's going to start snowing in your car. And they look at dad and just have this wonderment on their face. I always reassure dad that it's okay. You don't have to clean up afterwards. And, uh, and literally it does snow inside your car with these uh, multicolored lights that look like little snowflakes falling through the air. It is so beautiful because you're in another part of the woods and you see the animals, you see the reindeer, you see candy canes, trees are lit up, but the snow is illuminated and it is falling in your car. And yes, I stopped momentarily. Everybody was doing that. When we continue there, 
we have an option to go to Santa's Village. Tell us about Santa's Village. So Santa's Village, we have a parking area where you can pull over and uh, park there. You can get out of your car, let the kids run around a little bit, burn off some of that energy after all the donuts and chocolate milk. And uh, there's, a, uh, there's a little bit of a walkway that you can uh, walk over to Santa's Village. Santa's Village is actually a really beautiful um, cedar longhouse that is quaintly decorated for um, Lights of Christmas. And you can go inside, and when you're in there, some nights Santa's in there when he's not out there at the shack. Um, so you can go in there, and uh, you can also enjoy the beautiful stone fireplace with a nice roaring fire going. And uh, there's uh, different um, craft vendors have different homemade craft items that you can purchase. There's also a secondary chance to get more of those donuts and kettle corn if you didn't get enough the first time. Uh, then there's also a lot of outdoor displays. On your way over there, you get to walk through a red and white uh, lighted tunnel. Um, literally hundreds of thousands of selfies have been taken through that tunnel over the years. Great spot for a family photo. And then there's different cutouts of different uh, characters, and you can uh, take your photo with them. There's a beautiful red and white barn scene with uh, white lighted Christmas trees. You can take photos in there. And another outdoor warming fire as well. Beautiful fire pit indoors and out. And that tunnel, which I've walked through before, it really has that North Pole candy cane effect, that red and white, and to walk through it. And people were taking pictures. They were sticking their head through the cutouts there or being just inside the tunnel or by the fireplace. Everybody's happy. We continued, and I love this area. I saw a lot of, I felt safe because everywhere I looked had nutcracker soldiers. They were guards standing at their royal attention, making sure everything was right. And we also had Dr. Seuss characters. Walk us through this. You bet. So we have a lot of uh, different characters that we've uh, cut out of plywood. They're beautifully painted and uh, well lit. And, and every year we just kind of change things up just a little bit. But the area that you're talking about we call uh, Dr. Seuss Forest. And they're just lots and lots and lots of fun characters. Also mixed in with that is a... Um, is Bruce the Spruce himself, and it's a cut out of a Christmas tree. And, uh, and Matt, I hope you didn't miss him when you went by. But it's I actually, did not. Oh, good, good. Did he tell some good jokes when you went by? I thought they were all good. You have a favorite? I have the one about not branching out so that we don't have a mishap with kids hanging out the window. I thought that was pretty good. That is he good. has a play on words, Cedar Later. Yes, that's the favorite one that he uses is Cedar Later. Just fantastic. And I have to commend, there was no Grinch to steal Christmas. He was not part of this display. No, there's no room for Grinch. It's all about uh, just being joyful for the season. As we continued, we could hear a waterfall. We could hear a, a brook, so to say. And then there it was. You had this incredible waterfall, a blue one, and you also had icicles and snow falling. It went for quite a ways. It, it does. We call that Icicle Falls, and you get to actually drive right underneath it. And, uh, and as you're approaching, you can hear 
uh, the sound of the river there. It is something. Yes, we have to take a break right now. This is Matt Shea filling in for Gary Mance and Susan Mitchell. And we will be right back with Eugene Barnes and the Lights of Christmas at Stanwood. Thank you. Hi, everybody. This is Anson Williams from Happy Days. And I'm so excited to tell you about American Road. It is the best car travel magazine in the world. They have the most fantastic adventures detailed in each magazine with all your itinerary. We could just jump in the car with your family and have the most fabulous adventures you've ever had in your life. Please get a copy of American Road and start your own adventure. Staying connected with Gary Mance and Suzanne Mitchell is easy. Just go to manceandmitchell.com for the latest info on topics and guests. Friend Gary Mance and Suzanne Mitchell on their Facebook pages and like the Mance and Mitchell show page at facebook.com slash manceandmitchell. If you're on Twitter, share a follow with Gary and Suzanne at Mance Mitchell. Join Gary and Suzanne Friday and Saturday mornings at 10 a.m. for an unusual show that covers everything from personal growth to the paranormal. Here's an amazing act. Here's a tremendous act. Here's a startling act. The amazing, the thrilling, the greatest, spectacular, incredible, exciting, wonderful, world fame, most unusual novelty act. The home of the A-Team of Alternative Talk is manceandmitchell.com. Heard right here on Alternative Talk 1150 AM or streaming live from your computer anywhere. Terry Loving wants to help you with your online marketing challenges right now. She has several courses she is giving away to help you get your business working for you online. Yes, giving away. WordPress websites are her specialty, yet her technical skills go way beyond that. Check out her blog at terryloving.com or email her directly at terry at terryloving.com. That's terry at terryloving.com. I'm Gary Mance. I'm Suzanne Mitchell. We're a couple of baby boomers who bring you a talk radio mix of metaphysics and music, politics, and pop culture. And you never know which celebrity will join us for an interesting conversation. Mance and Mitchell is Boomer HQ, Friday and Saturday mornings at 10 on 1150 AM KKNW. Your home for alternative talk in Seattle and Western Washington. Self-help, healing, spirituality, and more on Alternative Talk, 1150. Welcome back to the Matt's and Mitchell Show. This is Matt Shea, guest host, and I'm proud to be here with Eugene Barnes. He is part of the Lights of Christmas at Warm Beach, and they've been running for the past 25 years. Now, Eugene, we're not finished with the tour yet, but we need to take a time out so that people know how to make contact with you and how to get tickets and so forth. Yes, so the best way to learn more about the Lights of Christmas is to go to our website. It's at thelightsofchristmas.com. So thelightsofchristmas.com. There's some great photos on there. There's some videos on there you can preview. Uh, There's also a great um, app that you can download. And uh, we encourage you to download that app ahead of time. You can use that app um, just to kind of prepare for the trip. There's also some great Advent calendar information on there. There's some more Bruce the Spruce jokes and uh, just a wonderful opportunity to, uh, to celebrate the, the birth of Christ there with the lights of Christmas. And we have more. There's more to Warm Beach Camp and Conference Center because that community is open year-round, even though they're known for Christmas. 
there's a way for people to volunteer for this nonprofit organization. There is. Like I mentioned earlier, we, we just really love our volunteers, and we rely on our volunteers to help us in many, many aspects of the year-round um, programs and opportunities that we do. And so anybody that's interested in learning more about volunteering at either the Lights of Christmas or at Warm Beach Camp and Conference Center, you can go to our website, and uh, the main website is Warm Beach. That's W-A-R-M-B-E-A-C-H dot com. And you can click on, um, it's under the Donate um, tab, and then there's Volunteering there. And you can fill out an online application if you're interested in volunteering. Wonderful, just wonderful. And I've been there many times, and everybody is happy, and it's success breeding success. If you've had a bad day, you will leave that place very happy, and you would have made some new friends. Now our trek continues. We still have an adventure ahead of us. After the icicle waterfall, we have a drive through a meadow. And this has plants. It has butterflies. This is a new um, area for us as well. So we've uh, there's tens of thousands of lights that make up um, all of these individual um, flowers that are in this meadow scene. Uh, there's, a, there's a pond in there. And then we've also, new this year, we've, we've uh, acquired a number of uh, lighted lanterns, um, and they're just beautiful. They're, they're beautiful in the daylight, but even more so at night when they're, when they're all illuminated. And uh, we had these specially imported. Uh, kind of an interesting story on that. We had them imported, but they kind of got stuck in customs for a few days as we got all the paperwork taken care of, and we barely got them in here in time for the opening night. But they're there, and they're just absolutely gorgeous. When I had walked through that during the daylight, they illuminated. They were beautiful. The sunshine by itself was enough to do it. But at night, those colors come in, and the entire forest is known for those colors. And just beautiful there. So we are finishing up now, and we see a giant Christmas tree in front of us. And to one side, we see these gifts, these presents that must be larger than life. And to the right, we have ornaments. You know, there's an interesting story with that Christmas tree. That Christmas tree actually came out of a mall in the Midwest and was uh, donated to the Lights of Christmas. Uh, the mall was going out of business. Um, somehow they knew about the Lights of Christmas. So not only did they, did they donate that tree and a lot of the ornaments on it, but they also donated a uh, semi-trailer that was loaded up with all kinds of fun decorations that was uh, dropped off after it was driven out here from the Midwest. Um, it was a very large mall, so the tree itself is actually only the top third of the full tree that uh, originally came, but uh, they couldn't get the full tree in the semi, even though it comes apart, so we just have the top third of it. The top third, and of all the Christmas trees I have seen, the displays, the ones in parks that are as tall as a building, I've never seen a bigger Christmas tree than that. No, I, I, I don't doubt that at all. It, it's huge. And the spirit of Christmas stayed alive within it, and now it's at Warm Beach. That is wonderful. Upon leaving, and I'm sure a lot of children are kind of getting bummed out at this point because they want to go through again, and they probably will, we have a lot just to one side. What's that lot all about? So we've set aside a lot so that you can have a place to get everybody buckled back in. Because who wants to drive through the lights of Christmas all buckled in a car seat? So... 
uh, we encourage the folks when they are waiting in line to, uh, to start the event to let the kids out of their car seats and uh, get comfortable. It's amazing how many two and three-year-olds are sitting on dad's lap as dad's driving through. Um, others, like I said, maybe standing up in the car and hanging their heads out the sunroofs just so they can get a better view of everything. Um, but obviously when things wrap up before people get back on the main road, we want everybody to be safe. So we have this parking lot where you can pull off, get everybody all buckled back in. There's a porta potty there for those that need to use the restroom before they get back on the road for the trip home. It is well thought out. It is so accommodating. But once you go through it, you're going to buy more tickets and go through it again. Now, you and I have had a fun morning. You and I got up early and we met for breakfast. The whole area has Christmas displays. And it's not a competition. It's the more the merrier, come one, come all. And so we have the Tulalip Resort Casino, which has... I understand over 3 million lights. And in fact, it took a crew of 18 people working 10-hour shifts for a month and a half to set up this display. You knew quite a bit about this display in the neighborhood. Yes, it's, it's, it's actually beautifully done. They've done such a great job of uh, wrapping every single branch on those trees. And, and we, we really understand what it takes to put that together. Uh, we actually start hanging all of our decorations and lights in August, and it takes from August all the way through um, till opening night, which is always the Friday after Thanksgiving, to get everything all set up. It was beautiful. You and I were meticulous. We took our time driving through it before we made it to the station. And the neighbors I was with last night, because we had our annual community Christmas party, they were talking about Warm Beach, all right, but they were also talking about what the casino did. Because the casinos, here's the nice part. You could take children there because they have fine restaurants, great securities. You could have dinner, and yes, they have done a magnificent job decorating the inside. But the outside, anybody could go there too, and it's for everybody. There was also a tent that we drove by. Tell us about that tent, Eugene. So I haven't been there yet, but my understanding is that they have ice skating there in that tent. And uh, a lot of the folks that come to Lights Christmas will stop by the casino and, and visit all of their light displays on their way in, since the majority of the folks drive right by it. Yes. I've heard a lot of people talk about it, the light display and that skating rink, and you could rent skates. Christmas at its finest. And again, the parking lot and inside and over 3 million lights. Now, right off the freeway, you could take exit 200, and if you travel west, you'll be in the mall, and you'll have the Tulalip Mall, and you will see the casino lights. You'll see them far away. But if you go east to the left, you see a Chick-fil-A. And I'll let you take it from here, Eugene. Yeah, so... I've always enjoyed going to Chick-fil-A, and uh, at Christmas time they put up a uh, tunnel that you drive through that's uh, all lit up. And, uh, you know, to be honest with you, that's kind of where we got the idea for some of our tunnels at the Lights of Christmas as well. And uh, it's really fun to, uh, for the kids in particular to drive through those lighted tunnels. And I'm glad you say tunnels because there is more than one. 
that Chick-fil-A is lit up as a whole, the parking is, but they made a North Pole, a winter wonderland out of it. And that line is always bumper to bumper, and nobody's complaining about how slow it moves. They don't want to get out of that tunnel. That's right. And Chick-fil-A, I think they're pretty good. I sure enjoy them. Now, we have at Point Defiance Tacoma, we have the zoo lights. They have over 800,000 lights. This is the tradition. We have an address for them. It's Point Defiance Zoo and Aquarium, 5400 North Pearl Street, Tacoma, Washington, 98407. And we have a phone number, 253-404-3800. And you could also get on their website, comments at pdza.org. And their prices range from $6 to $0.16. And they open right around from 4.30 till about 10 at night. Now, that area is much like our area. When you are approaching it, it's one neighborhood, one community after another that has all the magic of Christmas, the lights, everything. You get this approaching point of defiance. When you get there, they have free parking, they have food vendors, and do they ever have their displays? Every year, the crew votes that their favorite display is their giant octopus. I guess it takes over a week to set it up. They also have a giant tiger face that you have to find. And my first time there, I couldn't find it until I was about ready to leave, and then I found it. So it got to work it, but within all those lights and happy people, I don't mind staying there a long time. They have the fire tree there, very popular, the Seahawk tree. They have Narrows Bridge, and this is over their rolling hills, and it resembles a suspended rolling, a suspended Narrows Bridge. Some of us call it Galloping Gertie. There's a story behind that. And then it's Hunt for the Sasquatches. I don't know if I found all of them. I've been able to find two or three, but knowing how well they set up these displays, there's probably quite a bit more. They have their tunnel of lights there, and you could stand in front of butterfly wings and take selfies. But here is something that I really think you're going to like, Eugene. They brought in, for this year, what's known as the groovy goats. These are real goats. And at first, with Santa Claus and all the lights, you would think they're reindeer. They're kind of dressed like them. No, those are not reindeer. Those are goats. Well, they're people-friendly. You can get a picture with them. You could pet them and hold them. They're pretty happy. You love horses. You love animals. Tell us your opinion about the groovy goats and the addition we get when we actually have animals present. Well, in, in my opinion, there's nothing better than to introduce animals to, uh, to kids in particular. Um, my wife actually used to raise goats, so really, she would love this. She would love that. Yep. Does that include milk and cheese? No, we didn't have the milking goats. Uh, she mainly raised goats, for, first of all, for petting farms, so they had to be really friendly. But also, um, she's actually a fiber artist, and so she would raise different uh, goats and uh, sheep for their fiber, 
uh, so that when they're sheared, she can use them for making uh, wonderful um, clothes. And uh, she does a lot of needle felting and wet felting and making different critters out of them. So, Does she have a website? She does not. But oh. She, but she does, she does sell some of those items in the, as part of the craft vendors there at Santa's Village at the Lights of Christmas. I bet they don't last long. They don't. But she spends <laughs> all year getting them all made up, ready to go. We have, a little closer to Stanwood, the Wild Lanterns at Woodland Park Zoo, 5500 Finney Avenue North, Seattle, Washington, 9813. Phone number, 206-548-2500 or www.zoo.org. This is amazing what they have here, and they have... Four themes there. They have the Golden Delights. They have Walk Around African Animals and Angels Safari. They have an Ocean Odyssey. And they also have, are you ready? All About Bugs. They start at four in the evening and run until nine at night. And the prices range from $25.95 to $34.95. They have a lot of restaurants in the area one of which is the 1889 Pizza and also the Wild Cup. But when you are there, they have their food stands, their hot drinks, their kettle corn, and so forth like that. They have a live traditional Chinese artistic performance. It takes you back centuries showing the true culture. They have nature settings. They have oceans, deserts, North Poles polar bears, dinosaurs, dolphins, tunnels. And they also have intersections there where which way do I go? Because it's all beautiful and each one is going to take you to a different adventure. Now, much like the display you have, I have also toured this in the daylight. And it was beautiful because by itself, the acrylic, they are so illuminated. So you get quite a show daylight hours as you do as night. You have mastered that. You do your tricks where the daylight, even though you're not open daylights necessarily, you have your share of people going through. You seem to work both ends there night and day. We do, and there's, there's so much work involved in uh, preparing this. We, we have about uh, four full-time year-round staff, plus lots of volunteers that get everything all prepped up. All of our displays, um, we, we bring them in right after the lights Christmas is over. We wash them all up, dry them off real good, and then we're constantly doing touch-up paint on those just to keep them nice and fresh and looking great. I love that. I live in Marysville, and my gosh, we have our share of neighborhoods, cul-de-sacs that are right up there with what you are doing. I mean, in my opinion, for myself personally, my favorite is what you have at Warm Beach. But the communities get involved with that, and it's for free. The families, you just got to get in the car, bring a thermos of cider, do your best to tune in Bruce the Spruce, because last night at our community, our community club where we live, people were talking about how they could get them on the radio. So they would listen to Bruce while we're going through our neighborhood. That's awesome. Now, where you live, don't you have those houses that people drive to? 
We do. And there's, there's a, in fact, as I was uh, driving in the other night, had to go to town, coming back, a lot of our neighborhoods, between, especially between Smoky Point when you get off the freeway, as you do the great country road back over to uh, Warren Beach Camp and the Lights of Christmas, there's a lot of communities that uh, decorate their personal property and their houses along the way. And it's very enjoyable to, uh, to see those. The whole Puget Sound area gets into the act. The Chick-fil-A's out there, the neighborhoods. The boating world gets out there. And we have the boats from Argosy that are constantly touring Lake Washington, Lake Union, the Puget Sound. They have tickets where you could ride on, but neighbors also get out there in their sailboats, light them up, the more the merrier. So we have that going on as well. And bonfires, families getting together, incredible. Absolutely. You know, there's no reason to uh, sit at home and be a Scrooge during the lights of Christmas or during, during Christmas season when there's so many different light displays out there. No matter which one you go to, get out there and load the car up with the family and get out there and enjoy the real reason for the season. My daughter, I was always there for her. We've always had fun. We're still pals, but that's what we would do. We're going to look at Christmas lights. Where are we going? I don't know. Go that way. Turn there. So she would navigate, and sure enough, around the corner, it's another American neighborhood showing how they do Christmas. That is so fun to do. Yes, I love that. Now, I want to sidetrack. Let's talk about the volunteers. Let's talk about how much they are appreciated and how much they're needed. Absolutely. We have a wonderful batch of volunteers. In fact, we have a handful of volunteers that help out every single night during the lights of Christmas. And, uh, and, and a lot of them have been helping out for months and months and months to help get it prepared. And uh, we couldn't do it without our volunteers. And, uh, but our volunteers, they just love it so much as well. It becomes a community for them. It gives them an opportunity to uh, just to do something that has meaning. And uh, so we just so appreciate them. And uh, they're just, they're wonderful. And it's, and it's year round. So we have some folks that come in just, they just help out one night and that's okay. Uh, we have some um, different civic groups that come out and help with parking and traffic control as well. I believe you have campouts there too. We do. And so throughout the year, we have different events going on. And uh, like I shared, we, we partner with other nonprofit organizations to help them um, do their events, um, do their retreats, do a lot of stuff with public schools, uh, especially in the outdoor education program. Uh, we have a, a department that's an outdoor education department that actually um, creates all the curriculum. And um, so when a school comes out to do an outdoor education program with us in the spring or the fall, they can either just do a turnkey where they just have the kids show up and we do the whole thing, or we can partner with them and we provide one or two classes and the teachers do the rest. They provide their own um, uh, counselors and chaperones. Um, so it's just a wonderful opportunity for different uh, ministries, different organizations to come and uh, do their events throughout the year. You were raised with horses, I believe. At one time, what was that figure? Was it 27? At one time, I owned 26 horses, and uh, that was actually when I was in high school, and that's where I got my start in Christian camping. Is, um, my mom had a public riding stables growing up, and so um, for an FFA project, my uh, last two years in high school, 
I uh, had acquired 26 horses, got them all trained up ready to go, and I actually used to spend the summer at Island Lake Camp there in the Paulsboro area, and I would supply their horses um, for their summer program. Do your horses, your love for horses, carry over to Warren Beach? Absolutely. I mean, that's what got me to, to Warren Beach Camp when I was a horsemanship director and uh, ran the horse program for about nine years. One of my favorite parts of um, my responsibilities was actually driving a team of draft horses and uh, around camp, and uh, I really, really enjoyed that. I'm no longer horsing around. Um, <laughs> I now have a stable job behind a desk, so I'm a desk jockey now. But, uh, but yeah, horses have always been a, uh, just a real true uh, love and enjoyment um, for me. I love that. Okay, what are some of the events you have throughout the year with these volunteers? We just named some, but I know you have more. Sure. So um, we, have a, we have a really strong program with our horsemanship program, and so we have a lot of volunteers that come down and help out with that. We do adaptive riding um, with those with different disabilities, and those also require a lot of uh, volunteers. We'll have uh, some of the adaptive riders need three, um, three people to help each person out, and so there's a lot of stuff going on with that as well. It's like that magnificent, giant Christmas tree that that's only one-third of it. Correct. Just, but the spirit is still there. And what we have with your Christmas displays at Long Beach, the lights of Christmas, that spirit carries throughout the year. We need, again, to let people know how to contact you. Again, if you could give the websites. Absolutely. So you do have to have advanced reservations to drive through the lights of Christmas. And the, the price on that ranges from $27 up to $60 for our um, minivans. And uh, we also have a lot of um, the big limousines come through the place. And so it's a little bit more expensive for that. But yeah, you need to go online at thelightsofchristmas.com to purchase your advance tickets. And those tickets are available every 15 minutes. It takes about 20 to 45 minutes to go through the entire event, depending on whether you stop or not. It's been a magnificent day with you in a week. I've seen the displays twice with you this year and once last year, and breakfast was fun. My name is Matt Shea, and you can contact me at mattsheabooks.net. I have my books out there and my audiobooks and so forth. But most important, the Matson Mitchell team and KKNW wishes all happy holidays and a Merry Christmas. Thank you for joining us. Gary and Suzanne will be back next week.